0: truth fighting soldiers from the sky fearless men who jump and die men who mean just what they say the brave men of the green beret Silver wings upon their chest These are men, America's best One hundred men will test today But only three when the Green Beret trained to live off nature's land Trained in combat Hand to hand Men who fight By night and day Courage taken From the Green Beret Silver wings Upon their chest These are men America's best One hundred men We'll test today But only three When the Green Beret Back at home A young wife waits Her Green Beret Has met his fate He has died For those oppressed Leaving her This last request, put silver wings on my son's chest, make him one of America's best. He'll be a man, they'll test one day, have him win the Green Beret.
1: Good morning ladies and gentlemen We are entering our second hour of the John Moore show I am your host for today, Tim Spencer And today is Friday, the 8th of July, 2022 And uh, we've been talking, When Tom Berryhill and I have been talking And we're callers have been contributing Uh, So since I was supposed to have open lines this hour Tom has agreed to stay with me for part of the second hour we're all of it if he wants to. All right, Tom, you said we could talk about a bunch of other things metalwork, uh, welding, all things very dear to my heart. Uh, I like messing with real heavy steel myself. But uh, yeah, we can talk about any of that stuff you want to. Are you there, Tom? Am I there?
2: Well, I'm no Tim, I'm there, but, you know, there's this thing called a mute button. I forgot to turn that
1: thing off. Ah, uh, okay, I understand. <laughs> Not hey, a what problem, do you, what, buddy. Do you,
2: what do you consider very heavy metal? Are you talking like sheet metal or plate, like no. steel plate?
1: No, I'm talking like steel, like two-inch plate, stuff oh, like that. Oh, two-inch. Yeah. I love call it that a- stuff.
2: I'd call that a slab. You better have some some uh, material handling handling equipment.
1: That is, oh yeah, you can't do it barehanded. No way.
2: Yeah, you can get in trouble with that. Uh, so Fork you need, lift you lift need wire. Yeah, yeah, forkless, and and even you know. By the way, I looked at a there was a building that came up for sale about two years ago, two or two and a half years ago. Some I looked at the building. And, man, I should have bought that thing. And, uh, uh, because it had a 100-ton a bridge crane. It, a bridge crane is like a big I-beam that rolls right. almost like a train overhead train track. And that thing rolls the length of the building. You can pick up anything you want. And then they had a, uh, a recessed loading dock area. You could back a big truck or trailer in there and then set... Uh, pick up out of that they would bring the trailer up to ground level and you could actually drive onto a flatbed with a forklift it wasn't a huge building i'd say maybe 12,000 square feet something like that but that right. that crane that crane was worth more than the price of the building they wanted 170,000 for it anyway some other company bought it and they they put me out of my misery thankfully because i i was really uh, really thinking about it but i i
3: yeah i
2: have no business i have no business doing that because i would have to then hire people and I, I don't want to go that direction anymore at my advanced age but the the building was neat it was nice and it would have been perfect for that type of stuff tim and oh, i'll tell yeah. you who bought it was a company that makes septic tanks so they mix up the concrete the pouring yeah they're pouring uh, and, and making these septic tanks and they can hoist them with that uh with that Bridge crane, and, and roll them down the other end of the, of the building and load them right on that flatbed and drive them on out of there. It, uh, so it was a perfect application for them. And they actually redid the whole building. I mean, it looks brand new. They did a beautiful job. So, um, yeah, heavy. when you're working with heavy materials like that, I, I personally do not. The, the thickest metal I've ever worked with uh, on plate, was uh, about a half inch and i used to have a laser cutting operation that was part of my we manufactured multi-layer printed circuits in fenton missouri but but i also had a uh, laser cutting system there was three kilowatt mitsubishi laser cutter and it would we cut half inch thick we did a lot of stainless steel work with it and some of the You know, the funny thing is, though, I met some very interesting people doing some of this type of work. Um, We would put the maybe stainless steel or or regular carbon steel uh, sheet metal um, on that machine, and a lot of it was 16 gauge, you know, relatively thin stuff, 16, 18, 20 gauge, and some of it was thicker, and when you cut out these patterns, you might be cutting a rather complex shape and it leaves behind you you step and repeat the parts so you have everything nested on there and the parts uh, are alongside each other sometimes you you twist them a little bit to make maximum utilization of the metal use up as much of that sheet as you can so you don't have a lot of scrap but it would let leave these pieces left over that would have that pattern repeated on all these pieces and rather than put them in a the scrap bin I had these these uh, sculptors and artists would would want those, and they would pay more, much more than a scrap price for those things. So, I okay. met some of these artists, and uh, one one guy was from uh, Clayton, Missouri, or you know, the county seat for St. Louis County, and and he'd come over and buy all those. We called them the skins or the leftovers, and he'd buy all those, and we'd stack them up in his pickup truck. But I got to know the guy a little bit, and we uh, talked, and uh, he was pretty interesting. And then he had us cut some real thick stainless steel. He brought the stainless over, and then he took the leftovers back and everything. But we cut out these very fancy shapes, and he was welding those together to make sculptures. Now, I would like to do some of that myself. I'm no artist. I've had people tell me I'm an artisan. I'm not, I, I might not be an artist, but I'm an artisan because I use a lot of hand tools to do uh, different projects and things right. and to make various creations. And I always thought that would be kind of interesting. But this guy was having these these half inch thick pieces, and he did. I mean, he did some very high end sculptures that were uh, put in corporate offices and and things like that. And we cut a lot of plexiglass too, and um, for different. Uh, sculptures and i know a lot of people don't care for a monsanto company but we we did make a uh, we cut some very thick acrylic or plexiglass pieces that became a sculpture that was in the uh board of directors um, office there at at monsanto which is i guess they're i don't know they sold off everything didn't they go to
1: yeah Fair they or to, something yeah bear took them over i don't know what method i don't know if there's a regular buyout or hostile takeover or what but yeah bear got them and bear anyway and,
2: the, and so we we did yeah right and and they're in in uh, in the west part of st. Louis County and and we did uh, some some sculpture pieces that ended up in their boardroom so I got to do a lot I met a lot of different people and I made some uh, lifetime friends and connections through being in that line of work but Tools, yeah, Tim, as far as uh, welding, I've never done anything heavier than half inch. Uh, uh, a lot of times you can get by with a smaller welder if you don't have enough power to do some heavy plate. Let's just say you have X amount of money to spend to buy a welder. What what you can do is just get some one of these cheap propane weed burners. And a, pro, and a small, like a barbecue grill-type propane tank, a larger one would be better, one that's twice the size of those little five-gallon-looking things. Right. What are they, 20-pound? 20 20, I, I have a 40-pound. And then what you do is you take that weed burner, and you can heat up the, the heavy, the real thick steel plate. Heat that up to four or 500 degrees first with that weed right. burner, then you can use a, a a lower amperage welder to do the welding because the the propane burner has done the, the heavy lifting, so to speak. It's got that up to a higher temperature, and then you can come in and, and weld it, and it's a lot simpler to do. I, uh, I don't do any kind of stick. I've only burned maybe two sticks welding, you know, welding electrodes in my life. I've always used um, TIG, mostly TIG welding, and uh some mig welding and i have all all the different types you have a tig welder you have a stick welder but i've only used stick a couple of times just for a quick fix yeah. and i've, I've always uh, preferred tig welding and most of my work is very intricate and very small and as a matter of fact i have one welder that i built from uh, surplus transformers and it, it is a tig welder but it's a very very low current and I kind of rigged it up for my application. So I use mainly uh, that unit, and then I have a couple of other TIG welders, and then I use a, a spot welder, a small spot welder. I do a lot of that. So that's what I right. do for welding. And all my stuff, sometimes some of my welding, you would almost call it foil. It's like metal foil. It's very, very thin, real thin wow. stuff.
1: I'd yeah. be interested and in learning how to do that you know the small
2: well, stuff tree- thing yes and now a lot of a lot of people want to get into welding and they say well, I, I don't know where to start and i remember when i got my first tig weld and we brought it out to my electronics thing i want i bought i bought a second hand i still have it it's a lincoln ideal arc 250 or uh, T- they call it a tig 250 slash 250. It was 250 amp, and it's a TIG welder, and I use it quite a bit. Um, yeah. It's big, I mean, and it's heavy duty. You could never burn that thing out. Um, but it's, but it works very well. It's not any anything fancy. It's old school, and the best part is if anything breaks, you can repair it. The only thing I've ever had to do, there's a, a spark gap inside of there, and that's what makes the high-voltage spark when you initiate the right. arc. That's how it, t- most TIG welders, you, um, you get the electrode close to the metal, but you don't touch it. You just get it really close, and then when you hit yeah, the foot pedal.
1: Stick weld, exactly the same yeah, as it, stick welding.
2: Yeah, but it puts, a, it puts out a high-frequency uh, arc to establish your right. arc and then it gives it like a half second or one second pulse you'll hear it kick in and then it and then the arc starts up and you can start welding but you know that's dangerous if there's any electronics close by so I have another pig welder that I use and it is it's made by htp they're up in the uh, chicago area i was going to buy a, a miller and I went to the distributor, and the salesman was on the phone. I was ready to buy, and I had, uh, you know, a certain budget in mind, and their equipment would easily fit that. And I thought, well, Miller's some of the best. Lincoln, they're all they're pretty good. It's like Chevrolet, yeah. Ford, you know, make take your choice. But the guy was too busy talking on the phone, and I heard this, the the guy in the office, and they're talking about last night's ball game with one of his customers. And I guess my business wasn't, wasn't, uh, important. So I, I actually, uh, I left and I bought, uh, the, um, HTP TIG welder. And I'll tell you what, that is a fantastic piece of equipment. I bought the dual voltage unit. It's been several years back. I bought that in, uh, 2013, I think. And it is a, uh, it's portable. It weighs about 40 or 45 pounds. You can't carry it around, and it's a dual voltage, so you can't plug it in a 120 volt outlet. But you need a 20 amp outlet. I have run it on a regular 15 inch, uh, 15 amp branch circuit, and it worked. Uh, it worked fine as long as you didn't run it at too high, uh, too high of an average. It works. Uh, right. Pretty good for for sheet metal, even on a 120 volt circuit. And I have a small argon tank, so I have a portable setup that I can haul around with me, and that's pretty good for field work. And the best part about that welder, I've worked on some industrial controls
4: where you might have
2: to weld a bracket or something in, and you in this cabinet you just can't disable everything in there. And and so what I do is is uh, I put it on what's called a lift. So you actually touch the tungsten electrode right to the metal surface. You just touch it on there. Then you push the foot switch, the foot pedal, to about where you want to start, you know, what amperage level. And it doesn't initiate the arc until you lift it off of the surface. And then it senses that it's not touching the metal. It's not shorted out anymore. And it starts the arc that way. Because that high-frequency, high-voltage pulse that is usually used can damage the electronics it almost be like lightning hitting the thing so you don't want to do that yeah. so, so that i use that welder for real sensitive things and then the one i built it only goes up to about 25 amps and it's uh it's dc it's ac or dc but i usually use it as a dc TIG on real fine little detail stuff and i have a a very very small torch. I think it's a WP9 series, which is a tiny little thing, and it works really good. But Tim, people have asked many times. I've heard it asked, and I've been asked myself if if you wanted to start out, how do you uh, you know TIG? Everybody is like TIG welding is such a, a art that you know you just can't come in and start doing it. And that's that's not so because when I bought that first used one, I bought that about nineteen. 82 and prior to that the only thing i had was oxygen acetylene a gas torch and i learned how to do that when i was about 14 and i was used to that if you learn if you can only afford one welder i would get a gas i would get an oxygen acetylene torch with various tips and have a a, and i'll tell you the one and i still use one for silver brazing and regular brazing on real fine detail, I use a Smith, it's made by Smith Company, Smith Little Torch. Now I think, I think Harbor Freight even sells one. It's a direct copy of that thing at a much lower price. And I've looked at them, and I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with it. So you could save some money. But I hate to say that, but you could buy that Chinese copy, and it is it's pretty good. I don't have one. Mine is a Smith Little Torch, and I use it. Um, I use it uh, for several different, and even some fusing um, some glass. So you could actually use it for glass work if you wanted to. I, I use it with propane and oxygen to do uh, glass. So it's really good if you're fusing right. or welding glass together. And then I, I even have um, equipment for so welding glass. Cool.
1: Um, well, and I, 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 I bought really a guy. A
2: guy a, yeah. Uh, I'm not an expert at any of it. I've never claimed to be an expert at anything, but I learned by hands-on. And, oh, a couple of years ago, a guy was advertising some glass-blowing equipment. He had all the the special torches, and I bought everything he had. And uh, I tinkered with it a little bit, but not a whole lot, because I have uh, some special electrodes I want to make that have to be... uh, Have glass insulators, and so I'll be working with
1: that. All right, we got a break, Tom. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in about three minutes. Call in number is 512 248 8252. Give us a call, and we'll talk about it. Be right back.
5: Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's just a few. Carrie. Great product, and I will continue to use. I've been taking it for over a year now. I'm 60 and feel great. I would highly recommend this product to anyone over the age of 40. Amazon customer. Five stars. I'm quite happy about it. Extendivite has relieved what appears to be an angina problem. Pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Amazon customer, five stars. Great product, I use regularly, and I rarely get sick. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with
0: Extendivite.
6: It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media
7: revolution. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee. And I started uh, Black Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee. And after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference.
8: Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the John Moore Show on this a Friday, the eighth day of July, in the year 2022. I am Tim Spencer. I'm your temporary host just for today, and Tom Hill and I are talking about everything and anything. Uh, Tom, did you hear that Prime Minister, former Prime Minister Abe was shot and killed last night
2: i you know tim i saw that uh, i i saw something about that and uh the only thing i saw he was shot and then taken to a hospital i didn't know uh, he he died from the injury
1: well yeah the japanese have a different culture for several hours they put out that he was in uh cardiopulmonary arrest and you know you know what that results in you know the guy got shot in the back with a twelve gauge double barrel, which looked like it had been hand manufactured. I'd say total length of the weapon was sixteen inches at the max uh There was no stock on it uh I don't know what size shot he got hit with. It doesn't make any difference. He died, but uh yeah, they sounds got the like guy one of those.
2: Sounds like one of those uh homemade, you know, steel pipe type of
6: uh Well shotguns, that's what I think you know? was.
1: I think that's what it was. I don't know that for a fact. I saw a picture of it fairly up close. It was all wrapped in electrical tape, uh except about two inches at the end of the barrel. I couldn't see how they uh what kind of a striker they used for the shotgun shells for all I know it could have been black powder I don't know but uh, anyway it was effective and it killed him Um the other thing I saw earlier this hour is Lavrov who's the equivalent of our Secretary of State was at the G20 meeting and uh, he couldn't take the heat so he stormed out of that meeting I guess 19 countries we're calling a single country every name in the books, what it sounds like to me, and accusing them of every war crime you can think of. Uh, so, you know, he got mad, he left. You know, Tom, I'm, I'm not scared. I'm a little concerned about where this Ukraine thing is going. You know, I yeah, personally you know- think Putin is a nutcase, but then again, look at our president. So, I don't know. It's iffy and scary a little.
2: Yes, yes, scary or worse. But uh, you're right, Tim, look at our president. Wow. (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing because what are you going to do, laugh or cry?
1: (laughs) Right. Well, you know, the whole world is getting messed up you know, and it's almost like time is accelerated. You know, we used to go through a mass shooting, what, once every month, two months. Now it's almost daily. We got the guy at 4th of July parade that, uh, I never have figured out what caliber, uh, weapon he was using, but he had a couple of AR style rifles and that could define any one of two or 300 rifles. Uh, but he just, I guess he's just on a arc and decided to, you know, shoot 70 rounds, hurt a lot of people, killed a lot of people. I mean, things are just getting weird. You know, it's just...
2: They, they are. They really are. They really are. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you have to just keep your, uh, keep your ear to the ground. Pay attention. Yeah. Your favorite your your favorite words, Tim. Situational awareness. Look around. Yeah. Always be. Watch your local area. You know this is uh, this is what happened uh, in in uh, with me. Um, I started with nothing. No, just just nothing. I just took a few bucks out of the bank and had some stationary printed up. In 1978, I quit my job, and which wasn't a big deal because uh, I uh, I had been doing work on the side on two-way radio systems, and I worked mainly in, on uh, communications equipment, but mostly wired. It was uh, PA systems, intercom right. systems, bit really big sound systems. I mean, we did uh, in the St. Louis area. We did the the sound system in the Gateway Arch. Uh, Bush Stadium, the old one that the one that was, I think was built in '65, the one they tore down, not that latest one. When they renovated right. that '72, we put a new sound system in that, and then the St. Louis Airport and the um, just numerous. Oh, the arena, of course they, they tore that down. Um, big sound systems, and then uh, I, but I spent most of my time in hospitals working on uh, equipment in hospitals, and. Uh, It's, it's, I quit my job and then I I started. Hey, Tom,
1: I don't know if you can hear the music, but we got a break. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in three minutes. And then we're going to talk to Charlie in Florida. Call in number 512-248-8252. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.
6: You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk real people because you can handle the truth
9: You know that nothing beats a storable food stockpile for readiness, but there are two problems with storable food. It's expensive and eventually it runs out. Then what? What happens to you or your family when there's not enough food to go around? In a true survival scenario, you need a renewable food source. That's why Seed Armory has developed a survival grade seed vault that can produce over $25,000 worth of crops from just one kit. Unlike other seed vaults, we don't inflate our seed counts with fillers. All our seeds are 100% heirloom and non-GMO. Not a green thumb? Don't worry. We've written an easy-to-follow guide to guarantee your success from planting to harvest. For a limited time, we're offering an additional 10% off your order when you enter the code RBN at checkout. Go to seedarmory.com. That's seedarmory.com. Don't wait, like everything else
3: However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plants. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee by going to rbnhemppaste.com and ordering a trial pack of Happy Packets for $5 with free shipping. That's rbnhempaste.com
7: Well, I wish I was in the land of
0: cottonwood and there I have forgotten Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland in Dixie's land, where I was born in early on one frosty morning. Look away, look away, look away, Dixie land. And I wish I was in Dixie. Hooray, hooray. In Dixie's land, I'll take my stand and live and die in Dixie. Away, away, away.
1: And we have a This is the John Moore Show. I am Tim Spencer, filling in for John today. Today's date is Friday, 8 July in 2022. Uh, Tom, we've got to take a caller first, and then I'll do my bottom of the hour announcements. But we don't want Charlie and Florida waiting too long. Good morning, Charlie.
10: Uh, Good morning, Tim. It's nice to talk to you. I don't know if I've called into your show when you you filled in for John before, but this is a good opportunity (laughs) for me to... Yeah, I have? Okay, yeah. Okay, great. That's good. Uh, And it's always good to talk to Tom out there. He's he's always a wealth of information. Um, I'm calling in because I wanted to comment on what you were talking about with the Abe there. You were getting into the current events of today. And there's several stories out there right now that I think need to be touched on a little bit here. And this is one of them. Uh, The reason I'm uh, my comment on it is you're exactly right. No, this was a homemade shotgun that he was shot with, right. and um, and it goes to show that no matter how strict your gun laws are in your country, if they're going to shoot you, that pe- people are going to find a way to to do it. Japan so has oh, yeah. some of the strictest strictest gun laws in the world. I, I I just was curious about it this morning when I saw the headlines about oh, baby and. Uh, shot, and so I went and looked up some of their gun laws, and less than 1% of the people over there own firearms because uh, the the laws are so strict. They, you have to, they have, you have to be, have psychological evaluations, you know, and just, it, they make you jump through a lot of hoops. And so that basically most people just don't even bother with it, that they, over there in Japan, they just, uh, they just, uh, Prefer not to go to try to jump through all the hoops. I think most of the people over there that own guns are people that are need them in some type of way, where they are, are you know like bodyguards or stuff like that, you know. And they have to uh, go through the checks and balances. But yeah, so it, it just goes to show gun laws are, are don't work. You know, they really, really don't work. And when people want to take. If people want to build a firearm, they can absolutely, in today's technology, as you guys are talking about welding and everything else here, a firearm is an easy item to make. It is. It's to, very easy. Yeah. Yeah, anybody with a high something... school shop experience could probably build one, you know?
1: Right. You know? Uh, yeah. What can I say, Charlie? You're absolutely right. You know, I could build... Something that shoots a 12 gauge shell in my garage in less than 10 minutes.
10: Yeah, what you do know. they call those things? Bang sticks or something like that? Where you just uh, basically uh, get a, you know, a one-time shotgun deal with a piece of. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. That,
1: that's the one for sharks with the one they call a bang stick, and I've used them and they work. Mine happened yeah. to be a 357 and not a. Uh, 12-gauge, but
8: they've got
1: both. So Yeah.
10: Yeah, so the guns are easy to make, and uh, I I just, you know, if someone wants to, you know, I guess I was saying, it just shows that gun laws absolutely don't work. All they do is take away the security of the people to be able to have any control in their society. A well-armed militia is the best thing we have in this country, and uh, the best thing that any country could have. To protect against tyranny, which is what I see coming down the line for us here in this country. I see a lot of tyranny. Yeah. And, you know, if they take away our guns, we're, we're, we're done for. You know, we really are. I mean, uh, we're, they're trying everything they can to, to put it out there. Uh, the other story I think that probably is important that maybe I wanted to kind of bring up, and that's, I don't know if you know I've been watching it, but, uh, I think that the guy over there in, uh, England Boris Yeltsin, I think his name is. He's no, no, that had was the re- president
1: of Russian, uh, Russia in the nineties. No, this is Boris Johnson. Boris and Johnson,
10: this- that's correct. Right. I get so confused sometimes in the mornings. I don't know, I guess. Yeah, Johnson. Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Anyway, he's had he stepped down. I don't know if you know that, but about and forty members of his uh staff over there have all resigned. And I don't know what the ins and outs of it are, but from what I'm hearing, what I've read, it has to do with uh, the fact that he's put the country and going against Russia there. And Russia has come out with a couple of statements saying that, you know, they really haven't gone to war yet. They're wanting, Russia's trying to implement peace talks, and they've uh, but no one wants to hear him. But the people, the government over there is is really upset with the way he's go, handled this thing uh, by going along with all these sanctions and everything, because it's causing a lot of backlash in Europe and in their country as well right. over there on these sanctions. That, and
1: stuff. that is part of it. There's a huge number of reasons why, including him making public statements that turn out to be lies. Okay and uh, And stuff like that uh and there's still a lot of hard feelings about brexit and he was at the home uh when that when he made that happen uh yeah you know, he actually went along, went along with what the voters voted for so but anyway, yeah, so I Charles, think that's a gonna,
10: yeah So those, get those get are basically the it. two important stories out there right now. I think that's going yeah. on and it's, and also the one you mentioned about the guy that, uh, was, uh, uh, they're calling, walking out, calling Russia everything, you know, but here's the thing. I think the, the major financial players, I'm talking about the, uh, we're talking the World Economic Forum type people, you know, uh, yeah. the Klaus Schwartz uh, – uh, what's his name? Klaus Schwat, Schultz or whatever his name is. I can't think this more in my mind. So, Boggy, but uh but these people over there in this world economic forum i think they're decided that they're changing courses that this this they're not going to be able to fight they're losing too much money in this situation over there with all the problems with the oil and everything that they're having over there trying to stop russia and you know uh economically and boycotts and stuff and they're they're backing out I think because the Kissinger made a, a statement the other day and he's definitely part of that Klaus Schwab group, you know, over hey there. Man. Yeah. Kissinger, as a matter of fact, brought Schwab into the fray when Schwab was in college. He's a, uh, he's the one that, know that, Kissinger, know that. Yeah, Kissinger brought him into the game and, uh, you know, uh, Brought him into the World Economic Forum. Actually, helped him start the World Economic Forum. So, Kissinger was big, big on that. But he. But the okay. bottom line is that they're pulling their money out of the situation over there, and no one's getting the picture. The Bidens and the other big countries are not. They don't want to. They don't want to do this because a lot of these politicians have skin in the game, and their reputations are on the line. And now they're going to have to back out. And I don't think they know how to do it. And that has to do with that story that you were talking about where they're calling fruit and everything, but uh, you know what. So it's it's going to get a little ugly, before I think, before it all starts to get better, but I don't think it's going to – I think we're going to see some major changes as to what's going on in the world as far as this uh, war over there because of the people that are funding the side of the – Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum sides have decided, I think, pretty much that they're not going to dump any more money into it. And so we're going to see right. some major changes. A lot of people, a lot of changes are going to happen between now and October, I think. Anyway, that's I all agree. I wanted Charlie, to say. Tim Charlie, i got to let you go, buddy. Yes, sir. I Thank you. Hmm?
1: All right. You have a good one and thank you for calling, sir. Uh, Tom, We've got callers waiting, but do you have any response to Charlie?
2: No, I can't you add button. much to it, Tim. You covered it. All covered right. it well.
1: I think so, too. Next, we go to call, uh, John in Colorado on line five. Good morning, John. Yeah, hello,
11: Tim. Hello, Tom. Um, Great talking. I'm back. Uh, I re- moved to Colorado, and I'm on my Early morning walks like you used to listen to show so it's nice It's just, um quick that um I heard that uh, the previous caller talking about the prime minister of uh, Japan was just assassinated I didn't get the That's whole thing
1: former former prime minister he's uh, a yeah. two back he had a ideology and a personality and a cult following that was pretty much like Trump is in this country, and that's the real significance. He was guiding the country, even though he wasn't in office. So it would be just like somebody assassinating Trump here. Not that I advocate that. Hope it never happens. But uh, that, that's that's okay. the equivocation I see.
11: Okay, so it's it's the, it's it's not the current prime minister. That's what I was trying to find out. The reason no, I, I was reading. Okay, I, I subscribe to American Free Press. I just read an article from last month about they're thinking of starting up like NATO in Europe. They're starting trying to it to NATO in the far Pacific. And yes. um, it's interesting it's about that, a- you know. And they had, uh, yeah, Australia, the U.S., Japan, India, and Japan. Michigan, Korea. Yeah, anyways when you said that, I wasn't sure if that was the current one or not, but anyway, talking to you and Tom, it was a great listening to you this morning um some of the well, what's nice with the wealth of information you guys have put out all the time and um tom that the one thing you were talking about about you trying to buy that welder and you got no like the salesman was kind of didn't even know you were there. I've seen that there's a lot of things like this when people you know wanna they're ready to get something, and it's just salesmanship is really. In some cases, a lot of it's changed. It's not what it used to be. There are still good salesmen out there, but like you said. Sitting, sitting on the phone just talking to a friend or customer or whatever, and you're ready to put money out. thats Something's wrong there.
2: Yeah, that was a problem. You know what? I left, and i, I went to um, I went to a local farm supply store. I wanted to buy a MIG welder, a larger one, and I ended up buying a Hobart at the local farm supply and a lot of people say well you should have bought the one with the digital dial and but you know what when those things break it can cost as much as the right. welder to try to get it fixed so i bought the hobart and i remember talking to the sales manager uh, because i had a problem when it arrived there was a scratch on it they sent me a whole new uh, side cover for the thing but i talked to the to the guy in charge of that at hobart and and, which is the same company by the way i think that makes miller illinois tool works i think owned them at the time and i uh i asked him i said i want something where the control board and everything has regular marked chips that i can get and i purchased all the i took the thing apart when i got it and i purchased every chip that was on that board a couple it didn't cost that much and i wrapped them up in aluminum foil along with a copy of the schematic and other info needed, and put it inside in another plastic bag and inside the welder. So if I ever had to work on it, I could repair it. Um, but it's simple, and it works really good. And it's an Ironman, a Hobart Ironman 230. That's what I use for MIG welding. I also have a Hobart, one. I think it's a Model 187. It's a little smaller. I use that with 23,000s, the smallest uh, wire. And I use that for tacking uh, sheet metal panels and things like that. But most of my work is TIG. And um, it's, you know, but, you know, to get back to welding real quick, if anybody could only afford one welder, buy a gas welder, a a settling oxygen, because when I got that first TIG welder, everybody said, oh, it takes years to learn how to do that. Well, you learn how to TIG weld by learning how to gas weld. If you can control and, and work good with a, with a uh, oxygen acetylene torch, you're ninety percent there to uh, doing TIG welding because the principles are, are pretty much the same, and you can pick up TIG welding with just a, maybe an hour's practice. You'll be up to speed, and that's what that's how it worked for me. So, anyway, that's
11: yeah, a lot what, of Welding I anyway. That's, that's nice hearing that from you know. You knew a lot of stuff, Bill, Tom, and uh, listening. You know, buying the stuff. Some of these names I remember even though I wasn't a welder. Yeah, it's good. And like I said, you know, get, get them apart and some, just buy the stuff. That, it's not all that digital stuff in there. Where if you want to fix it, and stuff, you might want just chunk it buy another one. And hey, one last you know thing. What is, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just say one last thing, but uh, we talk about farming. You're a farmer. It's nice to hear local farmers talk about, you know, their own experiences, what's going on, especially with this thing about food shortages coming up you don't know with the with the big corporate farms how that's going to do it, or anything like that. But uh, it's nice to get an insight what's going on with that kind of stuff.
2: Yes, and I think uh, it would be very wise for people that are uh, concerned about the future to set up a hydroponic greenhouse. In a very small amount of of uh, space, you can grow quite a quite a few uh, types of vegetables. And I am in the process of setting something like that up myself. I, I And I did use my welding equipment, by the way, too. I wanted to make something a little nicer than... The, you can get by very simple with just some hoops and uh, the plastic, but I'm doing it with glass. A friend of mine had, had taken down a uh, large commercial greenhouse and they had the glass panels they saved all of
1: oh, them wow. some of them
2: were broken so i, I you know it's amazing how heavy glasses i it was way over in illinois and i went over there and he said you can have as much of the glass as you can handle i made two trips and uh, with a pickup truck it was quite a quite a distance with that load on there it was only a half ton pickup so i couldn't put a lot in there but i took as much of that glass as i could handle and I, I've got it stored, and that's going to be what's used for my greenhouse. I have enough, even with hail damage, if it breaks some of the glass, I'll be able to replace it. But I uh, welded up aluminum frames. I used tubular or rectangular tubular aluminum, and I TIG welded all that, and I made it the framework for it, and those are stored out in one of my buildings. I just have to get back to it. And finish it off I've got to pour some concrete but I'll have it uh, adjacent to the house it has some good exposure to the south so there'll be uh, mm-hmm. uh, good sunlight coming in especially in the winter and it'll be attached to the back of the house where I can pipe in some warm air from the house and keep the plants going year-round that's the idea.
1: Hey guys, yeah Tom that's what
11: us? I'm trying to do here I've got stuff on my uh, hey shoe patio
1: we got a break. Welcome to Hang On, John. Calling number is 512 248 8252. We'll be right back.
0: Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease off drop in lift?
4: What in the world is an ease off drop in lift?
0: Our ease is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control.
4: That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure,
0: and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits.
4: Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off?
0: Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too.
4: EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419.
5: Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's one, rad, consistent results when used for heart problems. This product has been a godsend for my father who suffered a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious that if he hadn't made it to the hospital in time, he would have died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives, he tried Extendabite. While taking Extendivite, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's x-t-e-n-d-o-v-i-t-e.com, or call us at 1-877-928-8822.
0: Extend your life with
12: ExtendoVite. Hey, gang. Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry. And a new app, Koshertified, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com? Or click on the link at NationalBugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Co-Certified app can make a huge difference for your future.
0: We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And if which I do not for a moment believe, this island or a large part of it were subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until in God's good time the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I pulled Tom's trick. I was muted. And I do apologize. Today is Friday, 8 July, 2022. This is the John Moore Show being broadcast on the Republic Broadcasting Network. I am Tim Spencer. I'm sitting in for John today. Uh, we are talking with Tom Berryhill Hill and, uh, sir, I forgot, John in Colorado. John in Colorado. All right, guys, uh, go ahead. We've got about uh, four minutes left, so go right ahead. Yeah,
11: yeah Tom, I, uh, I listened to you about that. I've, I've got a patio in my deck. I've grown vegetables on my, my old house, and I'm going to do the same thing, and I've done some coverage. I know I could move it inside the basement during the wintertime, get light, and keep all that, that works. And I remember what you said about using the energy cleaner. And uh' the funny story, I when I moved here I had a trouble finding it. It was packed somewhere finally right after I got a lot of this stuff out, I got it open, so it's back in action again. So yeah, I remember that thing you talked about, so I'm I'll check on that. But uh yeah guys, thanks a lot for all your uh all the information today and uh what you do in the past and just keep keep on keeping on. So have a good weekend. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Really appreciate the call, John uh tom oh excuse me got about two and a half minutes left is there anything you want to tell people before we go to the next hour
2: well i uh i think john out there in colorado is well on his way to setting up that greenhouse he's he's got a good handle on it and uh i'll tell you the truth he's farther along than i am because i'm still in the planning stages and i i really need to uh to get with the program on that because time time is short, Tim. It really is, and I really think everybody should be planning uh, for a greenhouse. Even if you buy one of these inexpensive kits and set up, uh, uh, put it together, or build it totally from scratch. I mean, in, in an emergency, you could almost just nail a bunch of two by fours together and stretch the plastic over it, and you'd have a greenhouse. If you put it close to your your main uh, house that you keep heated and cooled you could easily pipe some of that air in there to keep that greenhouse uh, heated in the winter or no. put electric heat in I there actually, just, the,
1: just I actually the bought a wood stove to keep it
2: hot what's that
1: I actually I actually bought a wood stove to put in the one I'm building
2: that's perfect there you go that's all you need to do and you don't need a whole lot because that sun coming in will will keep it uh keep it pretty warm you'd be amazed it's just like uh even on a real cold day tim you go out and you get in your car and many times your car's been sitting out in the sun it might be yeah. 10 degrees outside but you climb in that car and it's relatively warm inside the the car or the, the cab of your pickup yeah. truck
1: Tom, because of that sun Tom, coming of time coming in we're out of time buddy thank you for helping me out today thank you for being here
2: anytime tim glad to do it okay.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in about three minutes, or thereabouts. We're going to be talking about the rocket heater in the next half hour with Brian. So be right back.
4: Corporate media dominates the American opinion.
6: You're listening to Real Talk Radio,
2: only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.